Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Good morning, everybody. It's great to see all of you. Uh, Yeah. Uh, If you're new to Radiant, we're so glad that you're here. My name's David, and on behalf of my beautiful bride, Renata, who I'm so glad I married, uh, uh, we want to welcome you today. We're glad that you're here. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I want to encourage you to go to Matthew chapter 4. We're going to start a new series today. We're calling the series Clarity. Everybody say Clarity. And, and here's the big idea uh, as we go into this. It, it's good. We're going to do a few weeks here on, on topics. And, 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 and what I want to do is, is I want to just, just kind of hit some, some questions, some establishing some foundations um, in terms of what we believe and how we could stand for our faith and culture. And there is a moment in Acts chapter 2 where when we see at Pentecost, uh, where people actually look at God at work and say, these people are drunk. And, 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 I, and so if you think about that context, Peter then stands up and says, no, no, they're not drunk as you suppose. This is that which Joel prophesied about. And he gives context for the mockery of what other people were saying. And that's, yeah, you could kind of frame the whole series clarity around that chapter because that's kind of what I want to do because I feel like we live in a culture that's kind of got this mocking. Like you, you don't have to be online too long before it's this cynicism, this mocking. And yet some of the things that are so dear and precious to us are misunderstood by culture. And therein, I think that Christianity can get a bad reputation, a little bit of, of a bad rap. And so, to, so today, and then for these next few weeks, I just wanna kind of like just take a hammer and just say, no, this is who we are. And this is that, this is what God is doing. And so I wanna take the first topic today and talk about healing. All right, so believing that God does miracles today. If you're not sure what kind of church you're in, we are, we are not drunk as you suppose. We, all right, that's gonna be the joke of the day. Uh, but we, we believe wholeheartedly that God steal, steal, still heals. That's hard to say. God still heals. And, uh, and so if you got your Bibles, let's go. Um, Matthew chapter four. I wanna, I wanna read two texts here, Matthew four, and then we'll go to 10 chapters later to Matthew 14. Uh, then we'll pray and we'll dive into this. Um, Matthew 4, Jesus went through Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing, say healing, and healing every disease and sickness among the people. Uh, this is strong language there. Healing every disease and sickness among the people. News about him spread all over Syria and people brought to him all who were ill and very, with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, the demon possessed, those having seizures and the paralyzed, and he healed them. 10 chapters later, Matthew gives us a little bit more. Verse 13, when Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. And when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. Big context today, macro picture. I wanna talk about the compassion of our God for the hurting, the sick, the healing, that Jesus has compassion 
through us in the present tense in our generation that God is a healer. He's still doing miracles. Let's pray and go. No, just let's read. Let's pray and then we'll study the scripture. All right. Father, we love you today. And Lord, we ask that, um, that this idea would not be uh, an abstract concept. We pray that this would be present in our lifestyle. We ask that we would be a people of faith that not only believe, but act upon our conviction and pray for the sick. Lord, we ask, Lord, that I ask that even today we would see uh, people touched by God and Lord, that you would supernaturally intervene. We pray for healing. We pray that you would mark that as, as something that God works supernatural in this church. We love you, we honor you, amen. Uh, last month, Renata and I were having dinner um, with, with Jesse and Allison Casey. And so they uh, attend our church and, and we were eating tacos, just sharing stories. And, and I, Jerry began to tell the story about their son, Jet, um, who, when he was born, uh, ha- had just some physical challenges. And J- Jerry told the story about how at 20 months of age, um, he actually went in and, and donated his kidney uh, for his son. And, and he told this story with such love for his little boy, Jet, who's uh, three, almost four. And I was thinking about the beautiful picture of here's this healthy man who, who made this sacrifice for his boy that he loves so dearly. And, and of course, he's not heroic in how he's telling the story. It's his love for his boy, it's a, it's a compassion. It's a, of course, that's what I'm gonna do. And yeah, it's right there at the dinner table. I mean, I'm seeing it with Jet playing over here in the living room and, and this little boy's got some life because of the, the compassion that exists in the heart of his father. And in this text, we have a motivator that Matthew articulates that Jesus possesses compassion for the people. And I think that as we talk about this pretty mass subject of healing and one that people shy away from, one that it's easy to just kind of push across the table, say it's a little too mysterious for me to understand. I want you to know that the heart of your father is compassion. And even far greater than we could ever imagine in a human father, And Jerry personifies some compassion in a human father right here in our congregation, right here in our midst. And yet the compassion of your father and then Jesus, God incarnate, walking around on the planet, possesses compassion for the healing, for for the sick, wants to heal those who are broken and hurting And I just want you to just catch some of the motivator, the the compassion of God. And when Jesus is walking around, Jesus looks at his disciples and he says to them, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. So you've got God, the father filled with compassion and Jesus walking around planet earth. And when we look at him, we can see what God is like. And, And Jesus, even here in Matthew four, he's wanting to heal those who are sick and those with diseases and cast out demons. And he wants their highest good. He wants them to be healed. And I think for you and for me, 
Sometimes it's easy in, in the, all the variables with, that come with praying and believing for healing. It's easy to wonder what's the heart of the father. And I just wanna beat the drum that the heart of the father for the sick, for the hurting is compassion, is that he cares. And when we look at the life of Jesus, it's filled with Jesus healing the sick. So there's a lot about Jesus, of Jesus teaching. Like we've got a lot of that and we love that. And we do series on that. Our whole summer was the teachings of Jesus in the red letter series. But 20% of the gospels are stories of Jesus healing the sick. So today, if you were to imagine Jesus here, if we could just picture what it's like if Jesus is walking around Kansas City today, there'd be this big emphasis. I mean, when we read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that's the percentage of content that they put as they tell the story. That what's in the heart of Jesus is these stories of he sees the people that are hurting, he sees the ones that others don't see, and he cares about the blind, the lepers, the paralyzed. And so I just wrote down some of the stories that, that, are, that are in the gospels. I'm just gonna give you some of them. We see fever healed, leprosy healed, centurion servant healed, a paralyzed man healed, blindness healed, mental disability healed, a deformed hand healed, a young man restored to life, a young woman restored to life, bleeding problems healed, blindness and mental disability healed, a girl healed, deafness and mental disability healed, again, blindness healed, mental illness healed, disease healed, leprosy healed, blindness healed, severed ear healed. Thank you so much, Peter, for that one. Uh, a fever healed, paralysis healed, blindness healed, a man restored to life. Just a lot of content. In fact, Jesus, there's a lot of healings that, that we don't even know about. I mean, John at the end of his gospel says it's impossible to record all that Jesus did. And, and Mark adds a fun comment in Mark 6, 4. He says, Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without, is, a prophet is not without honor except in his own town among his relatives and in his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them, <laughs> which I just love that. Except, he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few people and heal them. Like a bad day for Jesus is a pretty hot prayer meeting in Kansas City right now, right? Like, <laughs> so, so my point is that it's just, there's a lot of healing going on. So the, the character of God is one of compassion and Exodus, we even read, I am the Lord, your healer. We, we, we see it in the life of Jesus. I mean, 20% of even Jesus, just ministry has got these stories of healing. And so sometimes we think him mostly in kind of a image that we wanna create in our minds, but I want you to just lock in with that percentage, that amount of content that Jesus is looking out for, has his heart, eyes, attention, just even his mental bandwidth, prayer life, focus on hurting, sick, diseased people. And it doesn't end with Jesus because to Jesus, Jesus sends out his disciples. And there's a lot of different places we could read from, but let me just hit this for a second. Matthew 10, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them. So he's gonna give them authority, gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. Okay, so Jesus is a healer. So Jesus cares. 
And then Jesus invests his life into these disciples. And now he sends them out and they have authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. And when we read the stories in the book of Acts, after the ascension, now we've got a story of the early church forming. And a part of the early church stories is followers of Jesus, these apostles, walking in miracles and healing. I wanna give you a couple. My favorite one that I tell all the time is this story in Acts 3 where Peter prays for this man and says, silver and gold I do not have, but what I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. And taking by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and he began to walk. Okay, so Peter's journey has gone from fisherman that does kind of my thing, leave everything, follow Jesus, spend time with Jesus, learn to do what Jesus does. Jesus sends me out in Matthew 10. Now I'm praying for the sick. Now Jesus is ascending to heaven. Now I'm doing the things that Jesus did. And so silver and gold, I don't have, but what I have in the name of Jesus, walk. And so you see in the heart of Peter, some compassion and walking in some supernatural. We see it in Paul, Acts 20, fun story, just interesting one. Uh, On the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. You think I preach long? Look at Paul. There There were many lamps in the upstairs rooms where we were meeting. Seated in a window was a young man young, probably 20s, young man named Eutychus, could could have been younger, who was sinking into a deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. When he was sound asleep, he fell to the ground from the third story and was picked up dead. (laughs) Paul went down, threw himself on the young man and put his arms around him. Don't be alarmed, he said, he's alive. Then he went upstairs again and broke bread and ate. After talking until daylight, he left. And the people took the young man home alive and were greatly comforted. I just want you to know that's real church right there. Like, I don't know what kind of church you grew up in, but that's real. That's the kind of church I grew up in right there. Like pastor talking on and on till midnight. So I know that right now this is fun. We've got lights, we've got videos, we've got never ending pour over coffee to try to keep you awake. But the reason is Eutychus because we don't want these kinds of stories in our church. (laughs) And here's Eutychus and he... I don't know if it's boring or if he's just tired or Paul talks so long, but he falls out of the window, dies. <laughs> and, and Paul goes and prays for him and he comes back to life. And so you got, Peter's got some supernatural stories and Paul's got some supernatural stories. And then even when we look at church history, then you've got the church continuing for the last couple thousand years. And St. Augustine in the fourth century, he wrote story after story about people being healed. And, and so today, in our context. You can say heart of God in the Old Testament. We've got stories of God, the healer. We've got, we've, got, we've got God incarnate. God sends his son, Jesus. When we look at Jesus, I, I'm highlighting the fact of the amount of stories that we have where Jesus' heart was for the poor, but, but, but for the sick and for the, for the hurting. And the reason why I wanna highlight that is because I think that when I just look at the gospels, it's a big percentage of Jesus' ministry. And it's, it's easy for it not to take up that much real estate of our time and affection because we just got so much going on. 
And, and then Jesus sends out disciples and then they walk in some miracles and Paul walks in miracles. And, and, and really when you look at church history, there's different movements for the last couple thousand years where you can find these stories of God at work, our healer. And I want us today to just lock in with God is a healer and Jesus might not be physically walking around in Kansas City, but you are and you're his follower and you're the present tense church. And Jesus wants to use you to do his work in our city and just begin to imagine what that might look like. So one of the things we do on Wednesday nights, often at our prayer meeting, is that we pray for the sick. And I love the stories about back pain being healed or um, autoimmune, or there's just different stories of people who have, who have received healing. And I dream about not just our church kind of taking an initiative as like from, from a, a structure standpoint, but in your own life and journey, if a conviction exists inside of you that Jesus is a healer and Jesus has taken up residency, I mean, the Holy Spirit alive inside of me. And today I'm, I'm, I'm the church in the present tense where the kingdom of God is expanding and God wants to use me. And I just wanna alert us to kind of opening up our hearts and our lives to take steps of faith to believe with conviction and then spend effort, time, energy, believing for God to heal and taking the risks necessary. So I wanna do it in, on Wednesday night in our prayer meeting, but I, I've got a dream that as a part of your small groups sitting around the table at a coffee shop or in a house, or maybe it's a soccer small group or a basketball small group. And we just take a moment and actually spend time just, just praying for healing. Like I just heard the story even this week about a young man who got around another young man and that young man had conviction that God heals. And so he started just a conversation to a guy who had given up on the idea of healing. But this young man who'd been praying, had it strong in his conviction, started to press it so much that the other guy in our church started just open up his heart on something that he had settled that he would never see healed again. It, that it was, he would never be healed. It was just the way he was gonna always be. And as this other kid with conviction started to just encourage and pray and give vision that God heals, well, then the friend started to open up and then began to just pray and saw God move miraculously, touch his body and bring healing. And, and, and I think that if we had that story multiplied, where you're not casual on it, and that's why I say, it's easy to be casual on this because it's, it's, not, it's so hard to measure. And so there's some things we can measure. You know, we can measure, uh, I attended church. We can measure, I was baptized. We can measure, I read through the Bible in a year. We can, we can measure that. And sometimes when it comes to the idea of supernatural, you don't trust the people on TV. You don't trust people's stories. Maybe you don't trust preachers. You don't trust, and, and you've heard some people's stories and you think they might be lying. But I wanna invite you, instead of all of the precursors that would be a license to opt out of being a person that prays for the sick, 
I wanna invite you to read the biblical text and stand with a conviction. I'm gonna engage in prayer and believe that God heals and watch what happens. That there's an invitation from God that it is a little risky in the sense that we often don't want to risk what people think of us, which at the core is pride. And I wanna invite you to back away from your pride and step up your faith and stand in this conviction. Our God is a healer. Jesus was all about it. Jesus' disciples were all about it. We see it in the book of Acts. Church history has stories of people being healed. And don't let, don't let what other people say hinder you from this conviction. I believe God heals and must step into what God has for me. I'm gonna believe, I'm gonna press. A few questions. So does God heal today? Well, Hebrews 13, eight says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So we just read a lot of stories about Jesus is a, was healing and he's the same and he's doing miracles today. Difference is, instead of Jesus walking around first century Galilee or Nazareth, he's using his church. He's, he's using branches that are abiding in the vine. And so as Jesus is listening to his father and doing what his father tells him to do in his generation, first century, imagine if you, you're the branch, so you're just connected to the vine and you're, you're intentional, you're looking. Jesus was, was looking, he had his eyes for people and whether it was Bartimaeus or the woman that reached out with the issue of blood or, or, or whomever, he, was, he, was, he actually was paying attention. He was alert. And we're his church. One of the most amazing things you can do to help other people is to look for ways to pray for them, to believe when it feels like they're wallowing in unbelief. They have a preconceived idea. They have anger about a church experience in their past. They have somebody that they think is irrelevant that taught them something else. And I wanna invite you to just believe, Jesus, you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're a healer. You possess compassion. I'm your church. I wanna invite you to step into healing, praying for people, seeing it as an opportunity to do life with God. And you'll watch as you step out in it, your, your, your confidence will grow stronger. So I, I named this series Clarity because when you have greater clarity, you have greater confidence. And when you've got this clarity, okay, I'm not gonna, you could, you could sit around and debate about it on Facebook for 20 years. You, you could say, I'm gonna spend most of my life fighting and debating about it. I wanna encourage you not to give up on the intellectual conversation, but I wanna invite you, in the dialogue with God, which you believe in, to be open. Lord, what do you want me to do? How can I activate what I believe? How can I activate what I see in the scriptures? And not go on David's journey, go on your journey. Go on your journey, believing that God heals right now in my life. I have somebody in my life who talks about healing all the time. And you know what it's doing in me? it's giving me greater boldness, okay? Because if I just go based upon my experience 
If I make my conviction based upon my experience of praying for the sick, my experience is not that high. Like I'm disappointed in that. But if I go based upon the scriptures, which is ultimately where I find truth, then my confidence is high. And so I want my experience to catch up to the scriptures. I don't wanna to try to just make my, my whole conviction based upon what I have experienced. So Lord, what are you inviting me to do? What opportunities do I have? Who, open up my eyes to see like Jesus sees. The second question would be this, is Jesus willing to heal the sick in 2019 or was it only a first century thing? We see in the heart of Jesus that he is willing when people are sick, he's willing to heal. Like we don't see him backing away. We don't see him, we don't see him when someone comes and asks for healing, becoming angry with them as if they have a bad heart. Now, Jesus is willing to heal. We read about Matthew 8, 1. Let me just read this because I love Jesus' response. And I want the response of Jesus to be in your heart as you become his hands and his feet in Kansas City. Look at this. When Jesus came down from the mountainside, large crowds followed him. A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus reached out his hand and touched the man. I am willing, he said, be clean. Immediately he was cleansed of leprosy. Jesus, I am willing. So here's the picture I'd like you to have in your head. When you see the hurting, when you see people that are an opportunity for you to be an expression of Jesus to them. Picture Jesus here in Matthew, stretching out his hand and saying, I am willing. He's willing then, he's willing today, and you're the conduit. You get to be the representation. You get to represent Christ. You get to be the one that he's using. And if you've got an image, hand stretched out, I am willing. There's a lot of people that'll say a lot of different things and wanna try to stifle that in your heart. But I want to encourage you to read the scriptures, get your conviction based upon what you read, what you see. And sometimes people push back. Third question would be say, well, why does he heal some and not others? And I've been working on this theological statement all week. And here's my answer. I don't know. I don't know. I think there are a lot of people that want to try to create some kind of faith equation that want to, that, that, what, what I read in the scriptures is I read about a good father. I read about a kind Jesus. I see stories of healing in the book of Acts. And I think the best thing that we can do when we face moments where we don't see healing is not where we try to make up our own idea and say, well, it's because, it's because of you or it's because of them or it's, it's no, no, no. That, that's what got Job's friends in trouble. Ah, it's, no, 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 they didn't represent God's heart. They got it wrong. In fact, when we read in John, we read about the blind man and the disciples come to Jesus and say, who sinned, this man or his parents? Jesus goes, no, neither. Like what? And so many times we come up with equations on let me, let, I'll, I'll tell you why you're not getting that mirror. I wanna encourage us, you're not omniscient. 
God is. And his ways are higher than our ways. And there are days where we celebrate, we go, thank you, God. And there are days, there are days that we just say, I don't know, I don't know. I know that he's good. And though I cannot verbalize how and why, I know that my God is good and God, I trust you and I believe. Renata and I um, had the privilege of pastoring for 16 years in Colorado Springs and seven years ago, we were walking with a family and they were in the season of having uh, multiple children and they asked us to pray with them as one of their, uh, one, one of their pregnancies had, had some complications. And I'll never forget being in the hospital, holding this beautiful little boy, carried full term, just, I mean, great looking kid, but had no breath. And just the sadness of, of holding this little baby boy. And, and we believed for a miracle and we prayed for miracles and we didn't, we didn't see a healing miracle. And the only language is, this isn't heaven yet. And we get to be the people of God and there are moments where we see little, little moments of healings that look like how great it's gonna be with God forever. We see healings, we see God at work. And when we get, we get to be people that, that see God at work and see some moments where this is, this is incredible, but we, we live in a, in a world right now where things aren't, it's not heaven. And we wanna be the people of God that pray and believe and stand in faith. And one day, one day Jesus will return. There's hundreds of verses in the scriptures about Christ's return. I love this one, Revelation 21, three says this. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be, be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old, for the old order of things has passed away. So there's gonna be a day where we'll go no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness. And we live kind of in that overlap right now. We see moments where it's a little sign of the things to come, where there's a healing, where, there, where, where God uses his people and there's miracles, miracles that his people prayed for. And God says, I'll do. And it makes us long for the day that Christ returns, makes us long for the day where there is no more tears, no more pain, no more sickness. And I wanna encourage you just to believe for as many little foretastes of moments like that right now. And we love each one of them. I was Friday night in Brookside with my family and Renata and I took our kids to the, the, the Baskin Robbins in Brookside. And right there, you get a little, little taste. And if you like it, then you buy a, spend a lot of money to buy overpriced ice cream. It's this, little, it's this little taste that you go, you get a little bit of it and it makes you long for more. And they're, they're banking a lot on the fact that you're gonna, you're gonna like it. What happens is every time that someone says, yeah, I once was sick and prayed for me. And now the, name it. This week I talked to 
Rebecca Villacorta, and she told me her story. It's Jordan, he's the cool guy over here on the piano. It's his wife, and, and she told the story of healing. And every single, every single story like that makes you go, ah, I long, I long for that when that's one day with Jesus and there's no more tears and there's no more pain. And we celebrate every single one. And I, I, and I, I want us just to hold the conviction that he heals. I want us to pray, stand in faith, believe, ask. And, and one of the things you can do is, if you're looking like Jesus looked, let me give you just a few concepts. If you'll be looking, and when you see the opportunity, pray. Like, a praying church will experience more supernatural healings than people that don't pray. So look for the opportunity. No, 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 but my life's too busy. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's, it, 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 you, you'll create time for the things you care about. And you value this. Oh, and, and that's the beautiful thing about Jesus laying down his life. He's got his eyes on others. So just pray. Start with just God. And, 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 and even if that feels a little bit awkward, just, can, just stop and pray. Can I pray with you? Pray with the person. I, I, I don't know. I've never done that before. I'm not talking about if you've done it before. Let your conviction lead to the right action. Jesus. All right? So pray and then persevere. Or you can say persist. I don't, it's amazing how many different stories in the gospels we see the people that persist get the healing miracle. And we could spend a, a lot of series working on the why, but this one, I just want you to just see it and just know God rewards persistence. Hebrews eleven six, he rewards those who diligently seek him. Whether it's blind man Bartimaeus, whether it's Luke 18, it, there's a story after story of persist, persevere, and I'm like, don't give up. Even if it's years. Oh, but it's painful to pray for years. Again, picture Christ's compassion. I trust you. I don't, I don't understand all the whys. You're God, I'm not. I don't necessarily understand all the metaphysics of heaven, but I understand the attributes of Christ. You're good you love. And so I'm going to be persistent. And then I would encourage you, just last one is proclaim, say it, tell the story. I know the temptation is to fill up your blog posts with rage and anger. Fill it up with the stories of God. I know our temptation is to fill up all our conversations with hobbies and ways to make money. Fill it up with, here's what God has done. He healed me. Some of you You've got a story from 10 years ago of God's miraculous healing in your life and this church doesn't even know about it. Some of you, you've got stories where you saw, experienced something supernatural where God healed. Tell the story, tell your stories, proclaim it. I received so much life this week. I asked Rebecca her story and she sent me an eight minute voicemail. And then she sent me an outline in text message. Why? Shout it from the rooftops. And so you could shout from the rooftops your pain or you can shout from the rooftops your God. He's good. One of the most beautiful things you can do is tell your story. And if you don't have a story yet, pray, be persistent, 
believe, ask, seek, knock. Yeah, I don't like that. That's not my way. Over and over again, the story will come down to, we can do this your way, or we can do this God's way. And so don't bend your life around your own, trying to turn God in the image you want him to be. Straight up truth is this, he invites us to pray. When we pray, we ask, we start to see little, little breakthroughs. And the people that pray see the most coincidences. The people that pray see God do miracles. We're believing for a church filled with supernatural activity. Not just the staff praying for people, not just the prayer team praying for people. I'm imagining small groups where there's a story. Oh, it's a soccer small group. I don't know, it's Australian, sorry. <laughs> that, that was weird, I don't know. <laughs> uh, just, you know, soccer, international. Oh, uh, and someone gets, you know, hurts their leg. And the first thing we do is we pray. I'm imagining, I'm, I'm imagining some ladies that the temptation is just to always talk about how hard things is and, and, and the pain that, and someone in the group saying, let's just, let's just drive this thing up towards God. And can I, can I pray for that healing? And this may, this may be too hard, but give yourselves to this for just, just 40 years. Just give 40 years to it and see if God doesn't do something. You only got, you only got a short breath of a life. Psalm 39, it's a breath. Let's just, let's just take God at his word and just see what happens. Bow your heads with me and let's pray together. Father, we love you today. We ask, Lord Jesus, for miracles in our midst. I pray that you would heal today. I pray in this fall semester for stories of healing in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you'd like to give your life to Jesus, he wants to give you new life in Christ. Would you just repeat this prayer? Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus and I give you my life. I step over the line and repent and give you everything. Be my Lord, save me. I wanna spend eternity with you in Jesus' name, amen.